Welcome to the Connected Insurance Podcast, presented by Agency Revolution. Listen to interviews with the most influential people in the insurance industry. Learn the most important strategies, tactics, trends, and challenges facing today's independent insurance agents and brokers. New episodes every Wednesday. Visit agencyrevolution.com and click media to explore the Connected Insurance family of resources for insurance agents and brokers. Subscribe today and get updates delivered right to your inbox. And now, without further delay, the Connected Insurance Podcast. Hello, everybody. This is Michael Jans, co-founder of Agency Revolution, and I want to welcome you to this episode of the Connected Insurance Podcast presented by Agency Revolution creators of Attract, a powerful marketing suite that enables you to spend less time on the details of marketing and more time growing your business. Attract gives you the technology and the content you need to find your ideal prospects and turn them into your best customer. If you haven't done it lately, visit agencyrevolution.com, check it out, and request a demo. I'm honored to be able to present this conversation and my guest with you today. Um, It did occur to me that among the many things that um, my listeners have to deal with uh, in this time of crisis and Somebody's listening to this a year from now, you're going to get great value from this. (laughs) I don't know what the world is going to be like a year from now, but uh, this this has evergreen value, but it has poignant value today in this crisis. My guest is Jean Salvatore. She um, is the president of JMS Consulting, which offers uh, life and executive coaching as well as strategic media and presentation training. She was the chief communications officer for the Insurance Information Institute and um, was the primary spokesperson appearing frequently on broadcast media to represent the property and casualty insurance industry. As a spokesperson, she communicated complex insurance information um, and turned that into simple consumer-facing language to educate the public on what insurance is and how it works. Uh, there's no doubt on my mind that for this conversation, I'm blessed I got the right person. Uh, the meat and potatoes are clearly in the podcast, so I'm going to go right to that. Uh, before I do, I'll remind you, if you'd be kind enough, uh, because I don't want you to miss out on groovy stuff, uh, connect with me on LinkedIn and follow Agency Revolution, and I'll make sure that you're attuned to um, the content that's being delivered right now, which I think is extremely timely. And I hope that the content that I'm delivering is also uh, of some, uh, hopefully some significant value. So um, again, uh, I'm delighted to be able to pass this conversation on to you. I really will encourage you to one, listen to it carefully, but also really ponder deeply uh, your responsibilities now as a leader and the actions that you'll take now as a leader. Um, I think, uh, well, I took a lot of notes in this conversation and I, hopefully I think you will be inspired as I was, uh, and that you will discover as I have that Gene is, uh, both wise, uh, and generous. And, uh, on top of that, delightful as a human being. So without further ado, it's my privilege to introduce this conversation with Gene Salvatore. Jean, thanks so much for joining us today. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me here. Well, I'm uh, delighted and I'm excited about this conversation. Uh, let me, I would like to put this uh, or frame this a little bit for our listeners. It did occur to me that among the many issues that we need to be dealing with right now in the current crisis 
is the question of communication and leadership that uh, for those who are in a leadership position in an agency or anything in this industry, an insure tech, a carrier, a vendor, a technology company, um, this is a, this is a uh, I would call it a special time and that this is not a normal time. And that, um, oh, to, to a large extent, uh, there is a bit of a make it or break it um, uh, event going on that, that if we if uh, th- that uh, the events are calling upon the very best of us, let's put it that way. And as leaders, they're calling upon us to be the best leaders. And to some extent, I do think that agencies, etc., will be judged on how well we lead through the period uh, we're in right now. So I, I wasn't quite sure where I was going to turn for this. So. Uh, I went to my friends at Travelers Insurance and uh, Sperry Mylot, who's the director of corporate communications at Travelers, says, you got to talk to Jean. She's the one. And when you do, I'm going to be listening. (laughs) So I thought that was awfully high um, testimony to um, the quality of your understanding and and positioning in this topic. So I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of hers. Okay. Well, um, boom, there you go. So she, she's going to be one listener on this podcast. I could pretty well guarantee that. So, uh, once again, thanks so much. And now I'm going to turn it over to Eugene. If, if you'd be kind enough, you've got a, uh, a remarkable resume. So if you'd be kind enough to give us a little bit of a thumbnail about how you got to be in the position you're in. Well, thank you. Yeah. I spent most of my career running communications at the Insurance Information Institute. So I have uh, a real love for the insurance business, but also for insurance communications. I am currently now a professor of communications at the Fashion Institute of Technology. Mm -hmm. Um, And I have my own consulting business, which is focused on executive communications, but also a lot of media training. So I help people to go on camera or give really important presentations. So at the uh, at the institute, when somebody like Dr. Hartwig was going to uh, be um, delivering a presentation to whoever Forbes or CNN, um, you were the person behind who well, was. Well, you know what? I'm not going to say that. Okay. Bob is a, <laughs> was is a very 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 good speaker. He's a consummate he, speaker. Yes. He yeah. He's a natural in a lot of ways that he was able to communicate um, and talk about very complex things in a simple way. Um, what, what I did mostly was help our members, so the different insurance companies, but I also was the chief spokesperson for any issue that directly affected the consumer. So I looked at insurance from that perspective, that how, do, you know, and for instance, it, with this pandemic, it was, how would this affect the end user? And mm-hmm. I would be the person that they would ask those questions. So I had a, had a very unique role there. But no, um, Bob is an unusual person, and he's just very, very good at what he does. Well, he delivered a terrific podcast for this audience, and if anybody missed it, they got to go back and listen to it. I think I did that about three or four no, weeks he's ago. Terrific! He's just amazing. Uh, so, uh, if I can ask Jean, how long were you at the institute? I was there for 
was at the Triple I for 30 years. Okay, so so this is not your first crisis. You, you probably helped, uh, to, to some extent, guide communications Correct. through 9-11, guide communications 9/11, through the, through the last, the Great Katrina. Recession, yeah, and all of those, Katrina and so on and so forth. So here we are. Um, we're, we're, we got a lot of ground to cover, and I think, so I'll, I'll give a little bit of a, uh, I'll frame this a little bit. Uh, Gene, we're going to talk about um, how to lead, how to communicate uh, best practices, and also some of the uh, things not to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do want to put this in perspective because you, you're the one who said this to me uh, in an earlier conversation that um, a leader can uh, make or break their reputation and their career uh, in uh, a period of crisis. Absolutely. And uh, I think that, yeah, in, in order to be um, a great leader, you have to be able to be a great communicator. I mean, there are people who can do the job, and that's important, but a leader needs to be able to not just do the work, but communicate the vision and also make people feel good about what is going on and make them give them some hope um, that they're going to get through the crisis. Uh, why do you think uh, like a crises are uh, so, uh, you know, they sort of 10 X um, like the, uh, the, the spotlight that's put on a leader. Um, so, you know, you, you, and your comment is fairly dramatic make or break. So, you know, I, I it, it, yes, I believe that. I mean, it really will, make or break um, a leader in terms of or of how they are perceived by the constituents that are most important to them, whether oh. it's their employees, um, if you're an elected official, it's the people who put you in office. Whoever your key audience is, um, if you don't communicate effectively with them, you're not going to be in that position too long. Got it. All right. So for the purposes of this conversation, I think our audience has uh, two constituencies, so to speak, of their own that are of critical importance, their customer base and mm-hmm. their team. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's in reverse order. I mean, the team is obviously of, of critical importance. Um, and, and then, uh, of course, they probably have other constituencies as well, certainly communication mm-hmm. with their family. And I don't want to minimize the importance of that. I mean, I've got, you know, as, as I've shared with you, I've got five kids spread all over the globe and six grandchildren spread spread all over the globe. And, 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 um, so that's, that's an element of leadership that I think, you know, for those who are in that position, we don't want to minimize that part either. Um, yeah, you are, you are a leader of your family. Yeah. So there's, uh, so, uh, but for the purposes of this conversation, let, let's talk about how, uh, here we are, we're some weeks into this. And so I want to be, you know, kind of full disclosure about that. Uh, we're, we're not having this conversation in the middle of February or the middle of March. We're having this conversation, you know, kind of in the middle of April. And um, perhaps the messaging that should have been or perhaps was delivered four weeks ago, maybe that's not appropriate right now. So just for starters, let's acknowledge where we are in the crisis mm-hmm. so when you when you do that you know and, and people may be thinking oh gosh there were things i should have done you know two or three four weeks ago um and, and i think you'd probably agree it's not too late i mean it's never too late 
to to um, I mean maybe at some point it is, but let's it can't be now. Um, <laughs> so so this is a critical time, and I just want to acknowledge that it's not at the beginning. It's you know maybe near the beginning, but that's different. What what do you think needs to be what does need to be communicated right now? Well, there's just one thing I think it's it's more of a way of looking at it is that no matter what you know who your audience is, the number one thing is to always be truthful with them. Don't sugarcoat it. Let them know exactly what's going on. And a lot of times with a crisis, you might not know everything. And things one of the things about this particular crisis is that things change. And it's okay to say, I don't know, or in a more positive way of framing it is, this is what I do know. Um, and so sometimes, you know, I think there's, there's a certain sense of security, quite frankly, when people tell you exactly what they know and you know that they're telling you the truth. Mm-hmm. So this is not the time to sort of, you know, sugarcoat it. Um, it you know, people... I think actually they feel better. They feel um, more. They trust you more if they know that you are telling them the truth. Got it. And um, what do you think? Uh, it, it seems to me that there's a really important. I don't have a better word for this kind of an emotional uh, component to leadership right now, beyond what it perhaps normally is. That people's emotions are. Well, I mean, honestly, going into territory that a lot of people prefer not to go into, you know, right. there, there's some, some, uh, there, there's fear, there can be great sadness, there can be a deep level of mourning, uh, you know, if in fact, you know, we've lost people or, or, or friends of ours have lost people. These are, these are difficult times. Um, and so t- if you would talk a little bit about dealing with that I, part of the human experience. I think that's another element, quite frankly, of, of being an effective communicator and a good leader is sort of acknowledging those, those feelings and not being afraid to sort of say, you know what, these are scary times. And you know what, sometimes I get up and yes, you know, I, I, am, I am scared, but, you know, this is what we're going to do. So I think that um, actually listening, which is another, I think, really important that one of the key elements of also I think of both leadership and communication is to be a really good listener and that you know having a good sense of what are the concerns of of the people that I'm leading what are their fears what are they worried about and acknowledging those and where possible have some sort of solution if you don't have a solution that's fine but it definitely acknowledge what their concerns are. You, you know, uh, to be really attuned to what their concerns are. So, um, so this is a, a great segue to uh, kind of get into the let's get into the weeds on this. And I, I think maybe it's appropriate to break these two groups, uh, like to address them somewhat separately: team and clients. And let's start with team because they're. They're so immediate and so critical to the success of the agency. Um, so let's start with that, the emotional part. Uh, they're dealing with these difficult emotions, and we want to listen. How, how, like in this phase right now, okay, everybody's at home. Um, right. t- talk a, a little bit about how 
an agency principal or leadership can listen, how they can set up the opportunity to listen and and to hear what's in the hearts and minds of of their team members? I think it's important to give those team members sort of the space and maybe each each group and, and people know what their team is, you know, what the personalities are, whether it's a group setting or whether you want to make it individual. But to find out, you know, are there any special circumstances that are going on with a person? You know, you might have had somebody who's working very effectively 80 hours a week and is a real go-getter, and then all of a sudden, not so much now. Mm -hmm. You need to find out why, what is going on. You might find out that somebody in their family died or somebody's sick or they've got multiple other things going on. Right. So I, I do think, you know, in this situation, the, you know, the personal is very important um, and that you need to find out and come up with some sort of a plan. Um, and at the same time, you know, one hand, you, you want to be sensitive to that, but on the other hand, you need to be able to articulate what are the, you know, what are your goals now? How have they changed? What are we trying to do? Um, and get feedback in terms of what and how to do it. I think uh, that's where yeah. the listening comes in. And then as a leader, it's your, your job to sort of say, you know, to listen and then make a decision um, and move on. Um, but it, it starts with listening. <clears throat> uh, okay, so it would seem that, I mean, I think we could recognize that perhaps in the last three weeks people have had stuff to deal with um the chaos the disruption uh going remote establishing technologies figuring out how to deal with uh client uh questions regarding coverage uh i mean there's just a lot of stuff but at some point and perhaps we're at that point now if, if it hasn't been done already um, if if a leader has uh, X number of people on the team, um, I mean, maybe there's a reasonable number, but at some point, uh, maybe they just you know um, sit down sit down in front of the phone or establish a bunch of a bunch of Zoom calls or video calls or something, and and to at some at some point, perhaps there's one on one communications, most of which the purpose of most of which is to listen. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Because there, I mean, we can have the Zoom call and, you know, whatever. There's 25, all 25 of us are on the call, but that's not um, the time when some of those uh, more deeply held worries, fears, and anxieties come forward necessarily. Correct. I mean, you know, if once again, you know, you have a, a star um, on your team and someone maybe you've depended on. And then you find you know, maybe you're not hearing from that person anymore. You've got to find out why. And if you know you do find out, it's because their spouse is in the hospital, or their parents, or a kid. Uh, you're going to need to accommodate that in some ways. Right. So those are the types of things you're going to need to figure out. And, and I think what has made this disaster, this crisis, so different from like almost any other, is that it has affected everyone. There is nobody, really, that hasn't been affected by this. So it's not, you know, like the hurricane that happened in another state or the fire somewhere else or something across the country 
or across the, the, the globe. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's a very different scenario. So the response has got to be a little bit different as well. But at the same time, you know, at some point, you know, people need to figure out, okay, what's the next step? Um, and, and how to work with what they have now um, towards the next goal, the next goal. Yeah. Okay. So let uh, so let me um, let, let, let me let me see if I'm keeping up with you here. So because I think you're beginning to uh, sh- share with a sort of a, a protocol of best practices. So uh, and this may not be in order, but number one is to listen and and perhaps listen, listen more deeply. Um, and, and again, I don't want to minimize that. I don't want to minimize how hard that may be because, you know, you, you, a leader may find themselves going into a conversation with somebody. All the previous conversations were largely, Hey, how are you? You know, how are the kids? How was the barbecue? And now we're going into a conversation, uh, that is under normal circumstances. It's just uncomfortable and 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 people have an opportunity to talk about things they're afraid of things that that make them sad or what have you hard and generally there's a lot of people who are just not they're not sharers you know even Uh, there's a a, a, a tragedy in their life they call the office they say we have a death in the family i'll be back in a week right and and that's what you get yeah you know and and that's okay Mm -hmm. um or i'll be back in 48 hours whatever it is you know and and they don't share anything else beyond that well there is a um, there's, there's a bit of a subliminal message in in listening um in the at a minimum you're also saying i'm here with you yes okay and that's for a leader that's a that's an important place to be but it also i had started by saying to tell the truth uh-huh, um right i think that's the other really important thing mm-hmm. that you know if things are not great you know don't Say there, oh, everything's fine. <laughs> uh, people are going to see be- between that. Yeah. Um, they're going to. They're not going to trust you. Uh, okay. So listen, tell the truth, um, and then you've also talked about uh, the next goal. So it would mm-hmm. seem that. Let, let me see if I'm putting this together right. It, it would seem that. Um, when a leader shares, you know, the truth as they see it. This is the truth as I see it. It's, it is difficult. It is challenging. But um, I, I have a vision for getting through this, that we can get through this as a team. And when we get through it, you know, in some ways, perhaps we'll be better or stronger. So um, should a leader be talking about um, like their vision and their strategy? Like, okay, boss, how are we going to do it? Do we have to, re- we have to solve that for our team members as well, right? If, if they have the in- enough information that they could do that, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I know a lot of people are also still gathering information. Right. So I think that that's also where, I mean, being frank, saying, mm-hmm. look, this is our goal. This was our goal. Um, we still want to do this, but I need to find out all of this information. Um, or so-and-so is researching this, because there's still a lot of unknowns. So I think being honest about what those are, that you're going to get the answer. Um, and the other thing is um, it's okay if you change direction. It's even okay if you make a mistake at this point. But 
what the difference between a really good leader and one who's not is one who's going to say, yeah, I, based on what I knew at the time, I made this, I made this mm-hmm. decision. It was a mistake. Right. But I'm going to do this and we're going to move on. Um, you know, so it's acknowledging that, fixing the problem, having a solution, maybe apologizing, uh, and moving on. Yeah, okay. So I think you're saying... It's uh, th- that uh, act, uh, people do. People need to move, right? I mean, so they need to see that the that the enterprise is moving. We're not. We are no. not stuck. Um, but uh, um, much better to make a tactical error than a leadership error right now. Like now, now l- there's no room for leadership errors. And if there is, then I think you said, okay, yeah, uh, tell the truth about it, own it, uh, apologize for it, and then and, and then move on. move on. Okay, got it. But okay. yeah, so I'm wondering. I mean, this is this is a question for listeners. Um, does your team have a sense of uh, how you perceive the truth? So, to some extent, a leader's job is to interpret the world. Um, uh, uh, the best that they can for their team, right? So that's kind of you know I'm I'm, I'm sharing the Interpret truth as I the see world it, and in some ways inspire mm-hmm. too, and I inspire, that, yeah, and it inspires so that despite having all kinds of new problems, that you also give them some hope, and part of that also is by leading by example. That you know if you want people, you know, your team to sort of stay focused, then you have to stay focused. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want them to be, you know, um, you know, really working from home, then, you know, you need to get up early and be on that. You have on, on, on yeah. the computer and, and show them that you are there and, and that, you know, you're, you are actually in some ways you're working for them. Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah. Okay. That you have their back. I mean, I think that's the other part of it, you know, that you care about your team. That's kind of the make it or break it part of the equation, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, because they'll get through. They'll get. They'll get to the other side. Yeah, they'll they'll get to the other side and and decide and and they'll feel was is this a great place to work or not? Right. Okay. Right. Uh, the inspiration part, I uh, just wanted to circle on that again for a moment. Uh, it seems to me that there may be two elements to it. One, one is, um, oh, you know, that like to inspire belief and hope that we're going to get through this as a team, but also perhaps there's the inspiration of being reminded of the meaningfulness and the importance of the work itself and uh, the, the role that we play in the lives of our customers. Yes, it, that, that is also, I mean, I think repeating how or reminding people that what they do is important mm-hmm. and why it's important mm-hmm. and also that doing the job well is its own reward in a lot of ways yeah. because what we do is important. Yeah. Okay. Got it. All right. So I'm going to jump now. Um from communications and leadership to the team to the client base. So we've got, you know, it's a little, little little trickier. We don't see them every day like typically we would the team. Um, there are pr- more likely thousands of them as opposed to, you know, in most cases, less than 100 of them. Um, but they need us. 
uh, they're they're experiencing the same things that our clients are, uh, or that our team of, is. They have questions. They, they have a lot of yeah, questions. They've got questions. They're anxious. They're afraid. They're uh, you know they have uh, all of these uh, sort of real human issues to deal with and technical issues. So, um, what needs to happen here? How how does a leader demonstrate and uh, or earn? The, the trust and respect of their client base uh, in times of crisis? Well, first of all, you do need to set up a system to communicate with those clients. Okay. That's... Whether it's individual. <laughs> no, right. I mean, you well, know, you've got to I'm, I'm chuckling, Gene, because that does sound like a plug for the, for the product that, well, uh, and the company that's hosting this podcast. So. But it's true. I have yeah. to speak, you know. Um, right. And, and, um, you know, it could be individually. Mm-hmm. It can also be um, as a group. Mm-hmm. But you need to have a systematic plan to make sure that they know that you are thinking of them and that you are working through all of their issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is also a time, you know, when, once again, you can communicate what you know. Um, this is what we know at this time. This is what we're doing at this time, mm-hmm. um, offering some mechanism for them to ask, or ask questions or get back in touch. Um, but it is, you know, if, if the, you, know, you don't communicate to them, somebody else is going to, and you might not like what they're saying. Right. So you want to make sure that you are speaking directly to uh, your customers, that they know what you're doing um, and what is going on. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's sort of the same things that we were talking before about, you know, definitely telling the truth and also that importance of two-way communications, of really listening, what are their concerns, what questions do they have, um, and I would address those head-on. Uh, this strikes me as uh, this, you know, these concepts we're talking about, um, Good leadership and communication strike me as, as relatively not complicated, but not necessarily easy. No, I mean, it's, the, the, it's the, not the, easy. I mean, so, I mean, the, but but you know, like on my notes, I'm, I've got you know such beautiful, simple phrases: listen, uh, tell the truth, um, you know, uh, offer inspiration. I mean, the, these are you know these are fairly basic human activities. Um, but, but, but they're not technically complicated. They are, they're just more difficult because I I suppose uh, the emotional element is a little more challenging. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes doing the simplest thing is the most difficult thing. Yeah. Right. So, (laughs) you know, really, you know, if you listen, really listen, you might hear things you don't want to hear. Yeah. And if you are going to be defensive, it's not going to work. But if you really listen in the sense of what are those concerns, um, you are in a powerful position also to address those. Mm-hmm. So this, you know, when we're through with this, um, you will have earned respect um, of your, your teams, your employees, um, it, and it, it really does, in some ways, it's going to come down to really listening and, and addressing 
what those problems are. And, and, and quite frankly, and if, if there are things that cannot be done, then sometimes the answer is no. I think that, you know, that's where it's important to sort of, you're going to have to say it. Yeah. All right. So um, <clears throat> um, I'm, I'm going to ask you, I'm, I'm going to throw out kind of a, an observation that, that a lot of agents, um, well, they, you know, they got into the business for whatever reason. I mean, we know how people stumble into this industry. Um, and, uh, and perhaps they saw themselves as, you know, like really good agents with a great team of whatever, 10, 20, 30 people um, dealt with insurance issues. They Maybe they got their CIC or their CPCU, uh, but largely, like in terms of their self-identity, you know, see themselves as insurance people. And now they're being called upon to deliver a uh, like a, a, a really sort of raw uh, uh, level of leadership in such a, um, a, a, a dark and, and difficult time of crisis. What, what do you want to say to them? I'm sort of an insurance nerd. I'll be the first one to admit it. So I have always sort of felt like the work is so important um, because uh -huh. it affects every aspect of a person's life and mm -hmm. business. Um, and I think sometimes when there's a, a crisis like this, it's a reminder of how um, important, you know, what we, everything we do is. And also to remind, you know, to remember that this is one crisis, but, there are other things that can happen. We have a pandemic, but we can still have a fire or a flood. Or, uh, or a tornado. Or a tornado that killed 14 people on Easter. Yeah, yet, you know? and, and, right. and that, you know, we need um, to respond yeah. to those things um, and that this is very important work. All right. I'm, I'm going to ask you one more question. This is, maybe this is maybe I'm, I'm stretching, you know, this conversation a bit. But um, <clears throat> I, I suspect this is still in your wheelhouse. Um, there's uh, I, I think we have to recognize that the people that we're asking to lead are also experiencing, um, you know, in their heart of hearts, some moments of fear, some uh, times of anxiety, uh, certainly, you know, moments of anxiety, uh, of uh, uncertainty, uh, concern about family. In other words, th they also have, you know, <laughs> as, if, as if they don't have enough on their plate, they also have to take care of themselves. How, how yeah. what do you suggest there? Well, how does a leader take care of themselves when they need, they, they need help and support as much as everybody else out there? Well, I mean, I think that's sort of what differentiates what makes a leader a leader. But on the other hand, this is not the first time that insurance professionals have had to do their job while also dealing with a crisis. I mean, we saw this um, with 9-11, that how many people had their offices in those buildings mm -hmm. or, you know, new people who, who had died mm -hmm. and yet still, you know, um, did, did their job. Same thing with most natural disasters, you know, the agents and brokers who lived in areas hit by Katrina mm -hmm. or any of the others, they were victims. And yet, at the same time, we're also working for their uh, customers. Mm -hmm. 
So this is not the first time that we've been in this situation. And um, in every other disaster, the, the industry has really stepped up to the plate um, and showed tremendous leadership in all those other disasters. So um, we'll do it this time, too. Got it. All right. Well, it does seem that everybody has some responsibility. I don't have a better word for this, uh, um, uh, for their own self-care. Um, and and I know I'm drilling down to stuff I don't normally talk about, but uh, diet now matters. Getting enough sleep now matters. Uh, taking care of our own sort of emotional life now matters. Uh, getting support from friends and family now matters. So it would seem that a, a good leader, it, it's almost like, um, you know, when if, uh, like they say on the airplane, put the oxygen mask on yourself first. First. Right. So. And maybe, and maybe that's the silver lining in this, this whole terrible tragedy is maybe a reminder that um, we do need to take care of ourselves first. Yeah. Um, so that we can serve others. Okay. Um, I have um, maybe one last question here for you. Um, and this, you can, I mean, you can find a contemporaneous example or not, but I think it's it's often valuable for us to see, um, uh, you know, icons of inspiration or some source of inspiration. Um, so now we're, you know, we're being called on to be the best leader we have ever been. Okay. I mean, it could be that, I, I mean, I, I, I've, this isn't a new topic for me. I've talked about this for years. I think somebody should have been the best leader. They could have been three months ago, six months ago, mm-hmm. a year ago, but that they may have felt like that was kind of optional behavior or let, let, let me go take care of this policy first. And then I'm going to fo- focus on my leadership. But now it's non-optional behavior. Um, so it, you know, in, in, more or less contemporary culture, um, who, who do you think we can, who can we look towards uh, that, can, that, you, that you think either now or in recent history has demonstrated um, strong leadership in times of crisis? Well, my, my mind increasingly keeps going back towards Churchill. I mean, <laughs> another disaster, but I keep thinking about him with this as a sort of a, a model. Mm-hmm. Um because things were pretty bad, um, and things could have gone another another way. But um, yeah. he was very, very good at really, once again, he had a plan, um, but he was very good at sort of reaching out and, you know, when he spoke, it was like he spoke to an individual, mm-hmm. not to a lot of people. And those people felt that he really cared about them, um, and he kept them going. Yeah. So it was it's that same sort of spirit um, we need now. So it would be a good time for folks to pull out their Churchill biography and yeah. well, <laughs> crack, home, crack the cover on right? the movies, it's a good time to do some reading. Yeah, yeah it is a good time for that. Um, well, Gina, I, I do want to put this in a little perspective for our listeners. Um, you're in Manhattan, and from your uh, high rise, uh, you, you can look down and see the tents in Central Park. Correct. And you can look down think, and see. And I'm very close to Mount Sinai, the hospital, and yeah. also to the, the ship that's on the west side. Oh, my and, goodness. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I'm within half mile of all of that. Yeah. 
Um, so all of this is very real to me. All I right. think that's yeah. true. No, it's, it, um, thank you. So, um, well, I just I, I, I wanted to share that because I, I, I wanted to say thank you to you because uh, <clears throat> um, you've got a lot going on in your life as everybody else does. But uh, you've been you've been generous to give us uh, a, a spot of your time and to share your uh, expertise and um, your wisdom uh, for times like this. So thank you very much. And it's been my pleasure. All righty. Well, Jean. Going forward, um, if there's anything we can do for you, of course, reach out. And on behalf of our, our listeners, um, thanks for, uh, again, thanks for You're sharing welcome. your perspective. Thank you for listening to the Connected Insurance Podcast. If you found this episode informative, please share it with your peers and colleagues. Explore the Connected Insurance family of resources for insurance agents and brokers by visiting agencyrevolution.com and clicking media. Subscribe and get updates delivered right to your inbox. New episodes every Wednesday.